This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and we have one last episode before our recap and then our team interview, which I'm super excited about. We have May and Emmy from Seed Planning Group who are going to be joining us. I don't think we've introduced them at all to our listeners yet, but we will when we get to the team interview. We have a few YouTube videos and some quote days mixed in, and then off to our next book, which I've decided will be, to no surprise, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. But before we close the cover on Surrounded by Idiots, we need to talk about something that I thought a lot about. A room full of reds. Now, we could have done a room full of blues, a room full of greens, a room full of yellows. However, I'm a red, and this is something I know the most about. So we're going to talk about a room full of reds. Also, I would say a room full of reds is kind of like a room full of hand grenades with the pins pulled. Or a room full of landmines. Or a room full of wolves. And I'll explain that in a minute. We've talked about having diverse teams. So I'm not saying that you go out and you recruit a, a team full of reds. That's not what I'm saying. Um, or that, you know, I'm a red and so all I've hired in my career are reds. But what I'm saying is in an organization... Reds tend to, to rise up through the organization because they have those natural leadership skills. And it's not necessarily that you put Reds in charge of all the key positions. Like, we don't have a Red um, CFO or Red COO or, or predominantly Red. Let me put it that way. They may have a little bit of Red in them, but it's not all the top positions are Reds. In fact, only some of our top positions are. But remember in Team of Teams, we were talking about 10 team leaders. So you, you have let's say you have 10 teams of people. And then you take a, a leader, a representative from each team, and you put them together on an 11th team so you can usher all the resources of all 10 teams at one time. Probably what you're going to find out if the organization is um, quickly growing is that there's a lot of red uh, monsters that make it onto that 11th team. So now by default, you have a room full of reds that you have to, to work with. And the question is, is this a good or a bad thing? Because it sounds like a pretty scary thing. And the knee-jerk reaction is, Oh, fuck me. This is scary. Right? It's it's too many roosters in the hen house. Um, there's going to be a fight to the death. I've actually heard people say this. I'm trying to figure out who's going to win this battle, right? They're going to fight to the death. No regard for collateral damage. But does it have to be like this? And is it always the case? And speaking as a red who has recruited and works with a lot of other highly effective red monsters... I would say that no, it doesn't have to be. However, it takes the right people with the right type of skill development. I'm speaking about all the reds involved here. To keep a red in any kind of check, I'll go back to our humble, hungry, and smart framework. A red without humility and or a dearth of smarts is uncontrollable. That's the hand grenade in the room with the pin pulled. If you're in a situation with a red hand grenade, you just have to leave the situation. Like You have to get out of there. You have one of two options, right? You can quit or you can fire. One of the two. Depends on where your rank is in the organization. But that bomb is going to go off. And you will be collateral damage eventually. And you'll have these ideas like, well... I can help them and I believe in them and they have this mission and everything like that. But if, if there's not humility and they're not smart about people, they're going to break 
They are a bull in the china cabinet. They're going to smash stuff. And you're going to think, well, but maybe I can change them. Maybe I can fix them. Maybe I can help them. Or they'll let me run with them and, you know, that'll make me successful. You're going to step on a landmine. You want to go into that red and you want to explain to them how they can be better or why they're doing something wrong. You're going to step on a landmine. This is the room full of landmine comments. And bad things happen when you step on landmines. They will lash out. They will make it their life's work to wreck you if you get in their way. Because they don't have humility and they don't care about other people. So assuming that we have a red with the right virtues though. So from an organizational standpoint, why don't we just build an organization with those strong, humble, hungry, and smart virtues, right? So assuming that we've done that, assuming that the hand grenades have been expelled from the organization. So we have the good reds in the room, let's call it. <clears throat> now we need a lead red because only one red can be in charge. We can't have the, the roosters fighting. And the one that's going to be in charge is probably going to be the one who has the most developed skills specific to tax man task management, not tax, but task management and team development. The reason being, there's no such thing as a passive red. Each red monster needs something to chase or build so they don't become destructive. Reds are like puppies. They're going to chew the furniture. They're going to chew your shoes. They're going to put holes in your clothes unless... You give them a job and teach them what to chew, what, what they're allowed to, to, to do, right? You have, you have to train them. They have to be trained. So the red is a little bit training, but it's also just giving them the job, saying this is what you need to be doing. That takes all that energy because the red's got that. Um, they've got so much energy. They've got so much intention to achieve. They want to achieve things. They stay up all night to achieve. They had this type of energy when we talk about work-life balance. They don't even like, they don't even care about that term. Doesn't even, they, they don't, they can't even reconcile it. Doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to them. They have that type of energy that is just explosive and they're going to go and achieve things. They have to have some place to direct that. So developing reds is a lot like coaching. And by developing reds, I mean like reds that are you know, first of all, everybody's always developing, but let's talk about people who are like really brand new getting into coaching or, or getting into leadership or management or anything like that. They're coming into your organization and they're learning how to be a good team contributor. They're going to have very, very sharp edges, like razor sharp edges. The goal is not to dull them. You don't take what's special about people and wreck it. The goal is you teach them how and when to use the edge. In order to do that, you got to kind of understand who a red is, right? It takes a very high level of awareness. Because again, you got the whole hand grenade and, and landmine issue going on here. You have the right red. How do you work with the red to get the best out of them? So this kind of sounds like, you know, I kind of in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, this is like a pack of wolves, right? You get a room full of reds and you got some other colors sprinkled in there, but the reds are running around and they're just like, you know, who's going to be in charge today? Um, and in reality, it's kind of like it. So even 
the way that Reds will follow the leader, right? There's, there's a little bit of nature here, Darwinism or something. I don't know, but there's a little bit of nature happening here. Reds follow and they only follow. And this is why a lot of times the Reds rise to the top. They're only going to follow strength and conviction. If you are trying to lead a red or be in charge of a red or boss a red around and you are wishy-washy, if you are inconsistent, if you are un, um, undecisive or emotional in your decision-making, it's chum in the water for the sharks. They're going to eat you alive. Same thing with you know, a group of reds and a red in charge. If that red, for some reason, is waffling, the other reds are going to start doubting. But also like a pack of wolves, because this all sounds really bad. It's like, well, geez, I don't want anything to do with this. But but life's going to put you in situations that you have to deal with anyway. So tough luck. You're going to have to deal with it eventually. So also like a pack of wolves, though, if you get, we talked about humble, hungry, and smart, the right virtues. If you get the right pack of wolves together, they all have the same virtues, and they've all bought into the mission, the why. The next thing you do is you give them a well-defined area of responsibility. Each one of them needs their own area, their own space, their own hunting ground. They are relentless and unstoppable, and their energy will feed each other. It will push each other. This is why a group of red monsters working together will achieve unbelievable things at a pace that nobody can believe. And you won't hear them complain at all about it. So this is why we need some skilled up reds. Um, reds, the red in charge has to demand attention and respect via their actions. That's where it comes from, the actions, not their words, right? Reds are going to look at them and say, but what are your actions? You can talk them in game all you want. What are your actions? So that's where your virtues come in, right? And at the same time, they have to get each of the other reds in the room, an area to work, that allows them the space to do what they do best. And one of the skills that's often looked in leadership is thinking a few moves ahead. So reds move really, really fast, and they want what's next. So anybody in charge of a bunch of reds has to know where they are going. Like, what's the next steps? They have to know where they're going. They have to be able to explain where they're going. This is where you have to make sure that you avoid those silos right can't compartmentalize where you're going they need to know because they're already thinking about getting there so where you're going and what the next assignment's going to be you have to be prepared because you're going to think okay this is going to take a month and they're going to come back in a week and say i'm done and i'm ready to go on to the next thing you always have to be moving ahead you have to be clearly articulating to the other Reds too. This is why we're doing what we're doing. So to circle back to the original question, is a room full of Reds a good or a bad thing? Well, depends on the leadership, obviously. Good leadership, which is true of any color, can take a room full of Reds and change the world. I really, truly believe that. The energy that you unlock, the focus, the determination, the fight, the willingness to walk through fire, they they will change the world for you but bad leadership you can take a room full of reds 
and you just end up with a fight club. 